And he replied, yeah, that's what the cow said. <laughs> oh, oh, Carl, that is just a tremendous joke. Thank you. I did not see the ending coming. Well, thank you again, and it is not just funny, but it's absolutely true. It really happened? It really happened. It really did. <laughs> the greatest story ever told. Will not be presented at this time. I got tears running down my cheeks. In order to bring you the following special podcast. You gotta tell it again. Tell it again. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. She, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's lovely time. I bet you were a big fan of the monkeys. Lisa. I loved the monkeys. Take the last train to Pottsville and I'll meet you at the station. I loved the monkeys so much that my little girlfriends and I would play the monkeys. Like we would play the monkeys. I was always Mickey for some reason. I didn't want to be Mickey was the drummer. I wanted yeah. I wanted to be Dave, the cute guy. Dave. Davy. Oh Davy Jones, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to be the cute guy. Oh, I could have you know, Mickey no, is the... you have to be Mickey. <laughs> yeah, well, Mickey's the only one that's still alive, by the way, so you got that going. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Peter. And then the other one was Michael, ne- Michael ne- Mike Nesmith? Yes, who, is, uh, who just passed away. Uh, he was 78 years old. And people used to say, you know, when they formed the monkeys, it it was kind of predicated on these Beatles movies like A Hard Day's Night and Help, where they were running around from, you know, adoring female fans and doing goofy stuff, especially Ringo. And uh, so somebody said, well, let's make a let's make up our own band and we'll have a show about this fictitious band called the monkeys. And then they'll do goofy stuff like the Beatles because people. Uh, seem to like that now. And it, it, the show lasted for a couple of years. And so they recruited the these guys, uh, Peter Tork and Davy Jones, and Michael Nesmith, who a lot of people said was the only real musician in the group. Then I saw her face he pushed back from he said no no that's not true everybody had some musical talent but Nesmith after the monkeys went away went on to a bit of a solo career of his own and before that he wrote remember the song a different drum by, by Linda Ronstadt it was a big hit for her and the stone ponies this is yeah. it
And he wrote that song. Oh, he wrote that. Mike nice. Nesmith, didn't he? Oh. So he was a songwriter, unlike the other three. And um, in 1977, he recorded a song called Rio. And uh, the label wanted him to do a promotional film. And what they really wanted was for him to just stand on camera and lip sync this song Rio. But he said, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something different. I'm hearing the light from the window. I'm seeing the sound of the sea. My feet have gone loose from their moorings. I'm feeling quite wonderfully free. And I think I will travel. And so there's shots of him on a horse, he's in a tuxedo, he's doing a bunch of other stuff. And uh, so inadvertently, he created the very first music video. Yeah, it and sounds like it. And spawned MTV as a result of that. Interesting wow, really? Cast. Yeah, that interesting guy. Interesting. Yeah. This was a, a solo hit for him. It was called Joanne. Her name was Joanne, and she lived in a meadow by a pond. Oh, this is also interesting about Michael Nesmith. His father, Warren, became rich because he invented liquid paper. I heard, yeah, I always thought yeah. that was a apocryphal story, but it's true. Well, I saw it published in the obituary page of the New York Times, so. Okay. Of course, Trump would call that fake news, given the source, <laughs> but uh, apparently sure. true. And then I, I thought, you know, we lost uh, Bob Dole, the yes. uh, one-time uh, senator and, of course, presidential candidate. Uh, he was 98. He had a good long run. And as all of us go back, we're leaving this year thinking about leaving a couple of years, whatever. You think about the people who sent you here and the people who tried not to send you here. And then this guy was a country western guy named Stonewall Jackson, who really had one big hit, and this was it. Waterloo. It was kind of a crossover hit, uh, mm-hmm. too. So it was on the country charts and the pop charts. Uh, and he passed away. I forget how old he was. And then I, I thought this one was very interesting. A woman named Margot Gurion um, died at the age of 84. But she, uh, her real fame, her acclaim, came rather late in her life. She was in her 60s. She'd settled into a career teaching music at a school, and then somebody rediscovered these uh, this record that she had made, an, an album called Take a Picture, that was uh, recorded in 1968. And then, you know, the, the record was really good. To love each other 
and so the recording company said, okay, now we want you to go out and do concerts to promote the album. And she said, no, I don't want to do that. She was a very reluctant performer. So she just dropped out of sight. But she wrote some hit songs, including this one, Sunday Morning, uh, for Spanky and Our Gang in 1968. So she had some, she liked to be a songwriter, but she didn't want to be a song performer. And so it was not until the late 1990s that her husband opened up an envelope that had come in the mail from Japan, and there was a pretty good-sized royalty check inside there from her album, Take a Picture. And she said, oh, that's kind of nice. Uh, but uh, she uh, she just just was was reluctant to get on stage. I don't know if it was stage fright or what. Her songs were pretty great, and they a lot of people thought even though she was reluctant, uh, her voice was unique, and nobody performed her own songs better than she did. So there you go. That's all I got. Bunch of other people have croaked. It's been a while since we've done a new podcast. Yeah, it sounds like a bunch of people. I apparently haven't been keeping up with things. I didn't even know that my Hey Hey with the Monkeys guy died. Oh, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you. That's all right. Hey, um, I'm getting a little, they call it a tickle in my throat, but it's actually, I'm getting a sore throat. Um, and and my mind doesn't immediately go to COVID. I think I'm just getting a cold here, or maybe it's I'm nothing. very worried for you because my mind goes immediately to that. Why wouldn't it? Right now, Omicron is like sweeping through going, you, yeah, you, 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 and I know you're vaccinated and boosted. I'm completely but, shot. You know, you, you know, so maybe... Well, we went, you know, you made me think that we. I did go to a gathering of some of my family a couple of nights ago. Uh-oh. And... Uh, and nobody's wearing a mask, but everybody claimed to be at least fully vaccinated. Okay. Um, How many people you, were there? Uh, a dozen or so. Oh, Ooh, that's in, that's a in, pretty big crowd. Yeah, it is a pretty big crowd. <clears throat> um, but so I have a little uh, I have a little glass of whiskey here. You might hear me knocking that back. So by the end of this podcast, I could be pretty snocker. Would you like me to join you? Which, which is indistinguishable from me being sober. Anyway. As a friend, I'd be happy What's to it? join you so you're not yeah. drinking alone. So. Whiskey man's my friend, he's with me nearly all the time. He always joins me when I drink, can we get up this fine? Nobody talked too much about the... But everybody in this gathering... Uh, was talking about uh, being vaccinated, and everybody in the group knew people who were resolutely uh, against getting the vaccine, mm-hmm. and uh, and in many cases uh, not persuadable either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and here it is, you know, we're at a point now. Eight hundred thousand Americans mm-hmm. have died. Yep. Eight hundred thousand, or more than that. Mm-hmm. Fifty million people have been infected, and. And there's an average of about 120,000 cases a day now. And that's just when we're recording right now. Yeah. The Om- Omicron uh, variant is really taken off, like you said. Mm-hmm. So that, that number could soar. Uh, I think I saw on Rachel Maddow's show, she said that a week ago, 
there was uh, maybe 3% occurrence. And uh, in just a week, it's now up over 70%. So, yeah, man, it's just going going gunny bags. Yeah. Yeah, got to be careful. I um, <clears throat> did. I changed my plans. And, and again, at the time of this taping, Christmas is just a few days away. But right. uh, Omicron didn't even wasn't even mentioned until three weeks ago. It's so brand new, and it's just shocking how fast it's infecting people. And, um, you know, I had decided I was going to head down to Boise and see my aunt. Um, But then... Is this the the aunt (laughs) that is... that met a new boyfriend at the feed store that we talked about last time? Yes, that's her. Oh, that's her. How's that going? Have you heard? Apparently it's going very well. Oh, oh. She shared that with you? Yes. She shared it with me, which my aunt is only about, I think I told you this, she's about four years older than me. My grandfather married, remarried a much younger woman. And then, so I have three aunts that are very close to my age. And she's no, she's cool. she's one of them, and uh, she was mentioning. She, I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. She's she's mentioning that her and the feed store guy are now doing it. Are they doing it at the feed store? <laughs> I don't know, but I was like, what? Really? I and I'm no prude, trust me. But still, it just seemed. She said, "You know what? We just decided at our age, you know, why mess around? Let's just get to it." What are we waiting for? (laughs) Let's just get to it. So I'm like, "Okie dokie." So I decided that I said. So I texted her back. I said, "Okay, well, use protection." And, yeah. you know, well, know. if you had gone to visit her, she wouldn't have time for you Apparently anyway. Apparently so. not. Yeah. But I decided I mailed her gifts when I decided I wasn't going to down there because of Omicron. And uh, I decided I'd buy a pack of condoms and just kind of as a joke and <laughs> just put them in her little Christmas thing. So I got up one day. I had some time in the morning and I went, it was about 730 and I went down to Rite I went, oh, I'll go down to Rite Aid and get these condoms and that I can get the package all wrapped and mailed today. So I go into Rite Aid. Um, I'm the only person in there, except for the very haggard-looking woman at the front who was stalking something, and she's just very tired, you can tell. She's, hi, welcome to Rite Aid. Can I help you find anything? (laughs) No, I'm good. I got it. And so I'm milling around the store, and I'm like, condoms, 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 condoms. And there was a guy stocking a shelf, so he's the only other guy in there. And he goes, "Can I help?" You mean he's creeping up on a shelf, or he's yeah, no, he's always oh, putting stocking, things on the shelf. Stocking. Oh, that S-T- oh, that kind of stocking. Okay, yeah. C K I N G. Right. And yeah, yeah. And I said, "No, I, I got it." And I'm looking. I'm like, "Where are the where are the condoms?" And I turn back to this guy. Would you not believe that he is stocking the ding dang condom shelf? The one shelf, and it's not a very big oh. area. It's just a few feet. So I can't just sort of glide in and glide out. I'm like, 
um, excuse me, I need to get, I need to get in there. And he's kind of, you said that? Yeah, he's in the way. I needed to buy condoms. Well, good for you. Because see, my thing is like, if I'm going up to a shelf and there's somebody there, I'll pretend like I'm looking around for a while. Yeah. I wait for them to leave. Yeah, well, Even he... if it's something innocuous, uh, n- much less condoms, I'll just be looking around and thinking, "Come on, come on." I I sometimes feel like that that there's a there's a um, an organized effort to to make my life miserable when I want to hurry through right, a store exactly. and there's always somebody. Yes. Uh, like you said, the store was empty. Wouldn't you know it? That guy would be exactly yeah. where you want to be. In the whole damn store, he had to be stocking the condoms. And I felt compelled to tell him <laughs> that they weren't for me. <laughs> yeah. Why do, why do we do that? I don't yeah. know. This, but I... this toilet paper is not for me, by the way. <laughs> these, these, these... This brassiere is not for me. <laughs> these. Oh, well, you could use one. Pe- I know, but this particular one is not for me. These depends are not for me. They're for, for a friend. But I don't know why I felt compelled. And then I said, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. How did, uh, why are these so expensive? They're like $18, $19 a box. Now, I haven't bought condoms in a decade. Really? I don't know. What do I know? I don't know. I haven't bought condoms. No reason to buy any condoms. And he didn't say anything. And I go, are there any cheap condoms in here? Where are the cheap condoms? And the whole thing just yeah. became more and more awkward as we went through it. We finally found a box of because then I said, they're not for me, and it's a joke. And he's like, I'm yeah. this poor kid. And Did you go into the whole explanation? <laughs> See, it's for my aunt. She met a guy at a feed store uh, in Boise. And uh, so, and I don't want to get them mixed up because she also goes to the library a lot and reads a lot. You know those little rubber things that you use to turn pages with? Well, I don't want her using that because that's got little holes in it. That wouldn't do any good. Plus, it's kind of small. But then I don't know much about the guy. Maybe that would fit him. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, thank you and good day. I will see myself out. Thank you. So it was just very, very awkward. But anyway, I got him. I got him. Three ninety nine. Right. Wrapped him, and they are on their way to Boise. So there you go. All right. What a what a thoughtful gift. That yeah, is actually thank a very you very thoughtful much. Gift. So yeah, yeah. I, it, there must be something about uh, Rite Aid stores because I think I mentioned to you not long ago that I was checking out at a Rite Aid uh, store and I said to the woman, "Hey, uh, how's it going? How you doing?" She goes. I'll be doing a lot better once this damn shift is over with. <laughs> Those poor beleaguered people. Can you imagine? It just yeah. seems like a very, I don't, must be very to... joyless job to... Um... There's something I've noticed uh, more than once, uh, and maybe this is partly to do with uh, this new COVID world we live in, but when you do encounter strangers, very often they share things with you, you and you've never met them before. <laughs> And they'll offer something to you that you didn't ask them any opinion right. about. Like I and, did. Uh, and it's, it's been so long since we last recorded it, I, I don't think I mentioned this. But I was uh, at Home Depot, and uh, I was walking down the aisle. I, was, I forget what I was there to get. But it was just me, and I could see an, an older guy coming towards yeah. me. And it, it's the holiday season, and they're playing. I remember they're specifically playing... Uh, jingle Bell Rock over their intercom system. Yeah. There. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. And uh, this guy, and again, I don't know him from Adam, never seen him before. He has never seen me. He comes up to me 
and says, and I'm, I'm quoting. I hate that f***ing song. <laughs> and then, and then keeps right on, keeps right on walk angle. Happy holidays. That's so awesome. I call after him. Oh, it was I great. I feel the I same way. So I, yeah, uh, that just, I can't stand that song either, but I think that's pretty hilarious. Yeah, he just felt he had yeah, to share yeah, that with I like me. That. I thought I like it, was, it was outstanding. So. Oh boy. Uh, well, <coughs> excuse me. Get your whiskey. Oh yeah. Let me get some of that yeah. one down there. <sighs> hey, have you seen this Alexa? TV commercial. Um, um, I don't know. This it's the one. It it. I don't know why it's for Alexa, but it shows a um, black couple as teenagers, and the song oh, that's playing is "I Only yes, Have Eyes for it's You." So sweet, I love that commercial. My love must be a kind of blind love. It is sweet, uh, and it's very nice. And then, of course, the commercial then advances, and now they're in. Uh, an elderly couple and they're and then the guy says Alexa play our song again and then she plays I only have eyes for you as they dance as they danced maybe 50, 60 years ago well I you know the commercial is very nice and everything, but but I can't help noticing that in the when they're when they're teenagers, the guy is substantially yeah. taller than the girl. I mean, he's a foot taller than her. But but when we go forward in time, now they're older, they're the same height. She's looking him square in the eye, and I think did she go through a growing spurt after high school where she gained a full foot, or did the guy shrink? Yeah. These are the kind of things that keep me awake at night. Combination. She could have had heels on, and he you do shrink. Don't you shrink when you get old? That's what they say, but uh, so you're saying the continuity director just completely screwed up because they should have known. See, I well, I don't know. Maybe they thought most people wouldn't notice. I notice stuff like that. Like I notice how much the cigarette has been smoked in a certain scene, and then when they cut back to that person, I notice that. I notice how how much the glass has in it when they cut. Yes, I do. do. So I'll. I'm always watching for boom shadows, yeah. and, and I'm always watching if there's a clock in oh, the yeah, background. Yeah, yeah. I want to see if that advances yeah, or forward. Or it's a completely or different time. <laughs> it goes back to them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah completely agree. different. So yeah. I'll look for that the next time I look at that commercial. Is it bothering you to the point yeah. now that you can't you can't stand it? Or maybe it's a different woman altogether, and the guy dumped the first gal. I, maybe that's what's going on. The director needed to convey that to us. Yeah, that's just lazy right there. Lazy. Lazy. But I, I know these guys make decisions. If they even thought about it, they'd say, well, nobody's going to yeah. notice that. They'll They're be like, be, the only people uh, so. we'll notice will be Pat and Lisa. So let's just move forward with this plan. Of course, the commercial that's on now that's got everybody weeping is the one, I think, for Chevy where a dad goes out to his barn and there's an there's an old car inside I there seen this. that that used to be driven by his his wife who obviously is no longer living anymore and he goes out there and you know he looks at the cars in not great shape and stuff 
and his adult daughter sees him doing that and so she orchestrates this thing at night when she's in giving her dad dinner where a bunch of guys from the town come and they get they get up a hoist and they they put the car on the back of a truck and they drive away and so then later in the commercial the guy goes back out and here's his car fully restored the one that his wife loves so much and he gets in the car and the daughter gets in with him and she says I mean, I, I defy you to watch that really? commercial and uh, and not start welling, welling up. It is really good. Do they they do did a that? great job. Why well do they casted. play with our emotions like that? And they I do, don't this surprises know. me. Well, know. maybe not not so much because of the holidays, but they normally roll these out too around Super Bowl with these either supremely yeah. funny ads or heart-wrenching ads. It's just like it's a roller coaster yeah. of emotions to watch Super Bowl commercials. So, hmm. Well, a lot of times you know that's what they're yeah. going for, and uh, in in a healthy uh, brand of cynicism is uh, will keep you from fa- falling <laughs> yeah. for it. But this one is All so right, well done that, that it'll it. get you. Right. I guarantee it. Uh, let's see. Oh, saw this article, uh, and I wanted to ask you about this. When I was, you know, twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, when we, we, you and I used to do a radio yeah. show together, uh, I would roll out of bed, and I can't remember after taking a shower, really doing anything at all with my hair. <laughs> I just It just kind of fell into place. Maybe I threw a yeah. comb through it and then came in and, and uh, you know, yeah. it looked fine. Now, I look like a train wreck every morning really? when I get up. What's going on? It's just a mess. My hair is just shot. It's it snip, snarly, <laughs> fly away. It, it's, it's, it's brittle. Oh, and no, it's, you have it, old hair. Almost. Cut my hair. It happened just the other day. I have old hair. Do yeah. you still old, have all your guys hair? hair? No, right. no. Uh, I th- I thought I did because I only see in front. But my wife and she loves uh, saying this to me too. She said, "Ah, you forgot to cover up your bald spot in the back." I mean. That just kills me when she says that. In the mirror tonight, my eyes just didn't seem so bright. I've lost a few more hairs. I think I'm, I'm going bald. I think I'm going bald. And I'm, I'm in full denial. <laughs> I do not have a bald spot. Uh, it's not that noticeable. <laughs> so... Uh, so yeah. let me ask you this: How far? Yeah, I mean, because you get to a point where you just have to throw in the towel and just, just go with it and cut it all off. Can you? I mean, you. Oh no, I'm nowhere. No, this is what I'm asking. I'm nowhere you. near where, that. What? What's your what? What's your bottom? When are you gonna? When you hit bot? What would your bottom be? When you have like? Well, once I start losing all the hair on my head and it appears on my bottom. <laughs> Then I think there because, needs to you know, be an intervention. Bald men are no, very sexy. I, I don't think bald I'm. I don't think I'm ever. I, I I just I'm not a fan of the shaved head. It's very yeah. popular now, and I sympathize with guys who say this is this is the only thing yeah. I can do right now. Uh, I have 
two of my four brothers uh, have, one of them's not with me anymore, but they both shaved their head. And they just said, that's it, I'm and, done. And, I'm getting uh, the, ra- the last five hairs yep. off my head. You'll observe care that head shall not be higher than mine. When I shall sit, you shall sit. When I shall kneel, you shall kneel. Etc. 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 Yeah, and that's well, that's here's where the they're thing. at right you now. Look... And it, and I think God, that must be nice getting out of bed in the morning. You don't even have to maybe put a little turtle wax on there, and then you go you out to work. You did a parody work. of Breaking Bad and Walter White, and you had a bald cap on. You look very similar to him for people who don't know yeah. what you look like. Say my name. Eisenberg. God damn right. And you looked great. So what's the deal? You look great with no hair. That would shut Patty up, well, wouldn't it? Uh, it would just shut her right up if you just... <laughs> just if I just walked into the house like that? You just shaved your head. It'll grow back. You should do it for a joke, if nothing else. <clears throat> I might do it uh, for the pure awesome. shock factor. Yeah, maybe I should. But I, so anyway, I just happened to see an article about this business. Uh, it, hair goes through myriad changes as we age. Becomes mm-hmm. less dense, more unruly, harder to grow long. And I thought, man, I look at old pictures of myself, yeah. and I had this thick, shiny hair. And uh, this doctor says, that's a hallmark of oh. youth. Like everything else in aging, your hair suffers the consequences. And uh, and so, and one, and another, there's hormonal changes, of course, uh, primarily in women. You got less estrogen and progesterone and uh, so you it's more prone to breakage and damage from from heat styling and, and coloring your yeah. hair and all of that um, one guy said think of your scalp like parched earth when it's dehydrated hairs become mm. less rooted so you basically got a plant on top of your head I guess but um I don't know. I, I guess I brought it up because I'm. I, have you noticed your hair nope. changing dramatically from nope. when you were a whippersnapper? Great, still good. I was blessed with still great full? hair. My grandmother and my mother. My grandmother had a very thick head of hair, even <clears throat> well into her 80s. She had very thick hair. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, I've always been really blessed with that. My mom had beautiful thick hair. Although my mom passed away when she was 48, so I don't know what that would have been like for her but even my aunt who's my mother's full sister she's she's got her whole head of hair going on but you know some and and i'm I'm, i have hormone replacement therapy that i've been on for a while too so maybe that's part of it i mean maybe once i stop using that stuff then my hair (laughs) but i know what you mean like you see these little fragile little old ladies with these little fluffy cotton candy fluffs of hair and you can see right down to their little pink scalps and you know i know what you mean yeah, it's uh, yeah. it, it's it is very interesting well anyway it's just yep Garrett, great older. one more thing to worry um, about well everything changes you know uh we got these new phones a few weeks ago and uh both my wife and i and she comes in to uh, the room where i'm working one morning and she said she had just gotten up and she said my uh my phone doesn't recognize my face. You know, we got these facial recognition phones. Oh, you phones. do? Okay. So you're supposed to just look at it, and then, you know, it'll... Oh. You'll... That's and, fancy but she said, Well, yeah, it's just part of the, the, the new phones we had to get, because our old ones were shot. Got it. 
Yeah, but she said, um, and, and, and I, it hurts my feelings because it doesn't recognize me in the morning. <laughs> Later in the day, after I've showered and, you know, maybe put on some eye makeup, and then, it, then it recognizes me. But when I first roll out of bed in the morning, it doesn't recognize me. And that hurts. <laughs> I bet it does. I've just seen a face I can't forget the time or place where we just met She's just the girl for me and I want all the world to see we've met I, so I've experimented with my phone. I've tried to screw my face up yeah. to see if it can recognize me. Yeah. It's pretty smart. It can tell if you're making a face. Oh, interesting. I used to believe, and I fully believed this, although I didn't have any empirical evidence of it, but I thought like if you were walking along down the street and you see someone you know coming towards you, I used to believe that if you screwed your face up mm-hmm. as much as you could, you could walk right past that person and they wouldn't recognize you. <laughs> Wait a minute. How old were you when you thought that? This was just the last month. <laughs> You're such a dork. Really? You thought that? Doesn't it seem like it could work? I don't know. I don't, I've don't. i never thought about that. Uh, I guess I think a little too much yeah. about it. <laughs> just, you know. Yeah. I, I'm going to get kind of serious here for a second. A friend of mine, one of my very best friends, called me about a month ago. And he uh, said his wife had died. And I knew she was ill, but he never mentioned that she was slipping away. And all he wanted to talk about on the phone was how wonderful his wife's nurses were. He Mm. said these are extraordinary people, the doctors, of course. But Mm -hmm. these nurses, they just, um, they they make that transition much easier, as horrible as it is, that their kindness, their thoughtfulness... Uh, you know, we get worked up and pissed off about so much, but we—I—I I still believe most people on this planet are good people. Yeah. Uh, well, we're losing our nurses too. Yeah, you know, we are. They are yeah. burnt out. They are tired of people mistreating them. It is just <clears throat> shocking how people who aren't vaccinated are mistreating nurses who are trying to save their unvaccinated. family members from dying and they are just they're quitting by the droves they're burnt out and it it's that is just frustrating to me that why on earth would you mistreat somebody who's trying to save you why would you do that yeah and why and, and and they're burnt out and they're saddened and discouraged because people will not do the things that i mean the only way to end this epidemic and pandemic and make it an endemic at, at best is to get vaccinated if if people would just do that mm-hmm. they, every every expert says that's the way to get there and and so it's it's discouraging when all this falls on so many deaf ears really sad yeah i i uh, i put together a little rant as we wrap up here okay. because i i'm hearing people uh saying this I'm tired of the mask thing. I'm sick and tired of wearing a mask. I'm tired of the mask thing. And I say, yeah, well, I'm tired of hearing how tired people are. I'm tired of people who blow their nose in a restaurant. I'm tired of wet socks. I hate that. There's new music that's not as good as classic rock. I'm tired of Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, people picking their nose in their car because they don't think that you can see them elevators that are slow those damn adobe updates autocorrect 
Jimmy Fallon laughing his ass off at everything. People who talk politics when they're just supposed to be waiting on you. Who text when they're driving. Who say, sorry, I gotta take this call. When you're right there having a conversation with them. Or store clerks who take a call when you're standing right there. I'm tired of TV audio that's out of sync with the picture. Uh, I, I'm getting comfy in bed and then I have to pee when I can't find the remote. Jars that won't open. I'm tired of passwords. I'm tired of bending over and picking stuff up when I go into the garage to get something and then I can't remember why I'm in there. Driving to the store, forgetting my wallet, always putting an electrical plug in wrong because they always got that fat part and that skinny part and I can never remember which end is which and, and trying to put cold butter on toast. Zippers that break. When you just bought something and then you find out, oh, it's 20 bucks cheaper over there. I'm tired of people shuffling their feet, mosquitoes in my bedroom at night, movies that don't have endings, farting dogs, smelly feet, people who say at the end of the day, changing batteries, people who say less instead of fewer, selfies, and loudmouths who go on and on and on and on telling you about stuff they're tired of, like wearing masks. Man, you covered it all. I'm so impressed. Let me know if I left anything. That is so good. Oh, so good. Shall we close with a little ha-ha? Yeah, let's do it. I'm in a conundrum again because I've got two pretty good jokes, but I'll I'll only give you one. Okay. Okay. Let me flip a coin here. Mm, Okay. All right. Then this is the one. And it's the shorter of the two jokes. Why didn't I get to call the coin? Uh, you're right. Let me. You want me to flip it again? Well, it's except just... you don't know what the jokes are. I'll call one joke A and joke okay. B. Okay. Okay. Right. Do you have a coin? Uh, no. You just said you flipped the coin. I don't have any yeah, money. I, I have no money. Uh, let's make heads joke number one. Okay. Tails joke number All right. two. I'm flipping it All right. again. Tails. Not re- not really, but metaphorically Tails. flipping. Tails? Okay. Tails it is. Joke number two. Here we go. The preacher was dissatisfied with how little his congregation was putting in the collection plates on Sundays. So he decided, I know what I'll do. I'll learn hypnosis. So on Sundays, he began preaching his sermons in a monotone while he was swinging a watch slowly out in front of the lectern. And then at the end of the sermon, while people were just sitting there mesmerized, looking at that watch back and forth, he would then say, give, give. And the collection plate filled up with $20 bills. Wow. And that worked for weeks. The congregation, like I said, would sit there transfixed during the sermon, staring at the watch swinging, and then he would say, give, give, and they would give everything they had. And then one Sunday, at the end of the sermon, the chain on the watch broke, and the preacher said, Crap! Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, that one snuck up on me.
Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.